Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome uh, Weekend Argus's uh, reporter, Velani Ludidi, as we are going to be speaking about what is currently happening in Kailicha in the Western Cape, um, the mass shootings, killings of people. Um, I think this past weekend, it's been reported that about 12 people um, have been shot uh, dead in Kailicha, and we want to understand why. Why? What is going on? How can this situation be abated? If you are in the Western Cape and uh, maybe you've got some insight or perspective of what the reasoning behind these killings are and why this area is so volatile with crime, please do interact with us on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs can be sent to 41391. Velani, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Um, good evening, Dad, and good evening to your listeners. Velani, what is happening in Kailicha? Um, what is happening in the Western Cape? Why so much crime, whether it's political crime or it's uh, um, taxi violence? It's just too much. There's too many reports that are coming um, from uh, this particular province. What's happening? Um, yes, indeed. We were facing um, a challenge here of high violent conduct crimes, especially um, shootings. And in most cases, it's gang-related shootings. Um, they're not just only happening in Kailisha. They're also happening in places like Hanover Park, Manenberg, Mitchell's Plain, Kukuletu. Um, so we, we, we have those issues here where um, there's fights for death. Um, and also we know and now that there is high um, gangsters who are involved in the extortion of businesses, not only now the foreign-owned businesses, but also locally-owned businesses. So whenever um, there are fights between these gangs, there's always these, these shootings. And if you notice the dates of when these mass shootings happen in places like Kailicha, it's maybe towards the end of the month or... Um, just after the end of the month, because that is when the collection happens of, of these funds from these businesses. And sometimes a, a, a gang will go collect where they're not supposed to collect, and there will be these fights about this. And also, some some gangs are expanding um, and want to get into new territories, and then will fight the gangs that are in that territory so that they can have this whole territory. So we are, we're having, I think, uh, a... a, a huge influx of gangs um, in the Western Cape, especially in Cape Town. So with this influx of uh, gang violence and taxi violence, and if it's clearly known the way you are stipulating right now, why is there no proactiveness from police forces to curb it? Why are there no mediations? Why is there no protection for uh, civil society? That is the question that we have also been asking. I mean, Minister Pegekela has been here many times. He was even here recently. And we've been asking that why are they not proactive and why are they not, um, like, we don't even know the plan, how they will deal with what is happening. And, yes, we, we, we cannot shy away from the fact that crime is not isolated um, from human settlements because 
also we have an issue of an influx of people who have occupied land. They have no services, no street lights, no access to water, and it's a breeding ground for these gangs, places like those. Like um, you look um, at the shooting in um, the one that was, um, I remember the one in March, when we went to that area to, to cover the story. There were shakes there, but not a single light. There's no light, there's no access to water, and if people were to commit crime, they're finding them too difficult. That is what we've been asking. Why is it that the minister, when he comes to a place like that, he comes alone, why is he not coming with the minister of human settlements? Why is he not coming with the minister of small businesses? Because also, these gangs speak into the economy. It's township economy. They have now become Helpers of communities have become loan sharks where people who are hungry and who are in need of, of food will go to these gangs and borrow money or will even ask for jobs from these people. So now if a, 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 a gang is offering those services to people, we are creating a mess whereby they are going to run that area and there will be these shootings. Um, I don't think we have got a response that deals adequately with what, with what we're asking right now from the Minister of Police, that why is that you cannot deal um, with, with these gangs? I heard him complaining that um, one of the mass, um, mass shooting issues was released on 800 bail. I mean, he can't complain like me and you. We are not in government. It should be us for complaining. He should mm. be saying, look, um, there was a 800 bail. I'm not happy with it. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, now, when a whole minister is complaining like it's, he's an ordinary citizen, what does, that, what does it say? It, it doesn't that invoke any pilot. confidence. It doesn't invoke confidence yes. in us. Yes, that's, that's, that's my issue. I mean, it should be me and you who are saying, wow, 800 rands for such a case, what's happening? But now, when a minister is doing that like me, this is the issue we have with not just only the minister of police, with other ministers as well. When they speak to issues, they speak like they are us, like they are not in power. We've had the minister, the ex-minister of finance, Tom Bowen, who would speak even on Twitter, even now, when he speaks like he was never in power. So they are speaking like they are hopeless. So what does that mean? Um, I mean, should we have confidence in this world that they will actually sort what is happening in the country? We, we have a big issue there. It's a serious issue. And I think it's not being dealt with correctly. But what I'd like you to, to, to tell me, I mean, the community on the ground, how are they feeling? You can't definitely feel easy if you live in Mitchell's Plain or in Kaya or in the Cape Flats. Um, and you know that at any time, I mean, 60 bullets can be fired at one mm. go. And, and you could be passing by or driving from work to home and you encounter this. What does the communities feel about what they are currently facing? Um, communities are hopeless. I mean, also, they, 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 I think now they're at a point where they, they are waiting for a messiah, where they are waiting, where will our help come from? Because, yes, there are community structures like your neighborhood watch, your CPF, they do try. But um, also, we, there was a survey that was released recently. The trust in the police has dropped 
drastically in, in South Africa. People do not trust the police. People will tell you, like when we, we speak to these communities, they will tell you, look, sometimes we have information, but whenever we speak to the police, it ends up with the gangs and we end up being targeted. And so now it, it has become a matter of, yes, I did see what happened, but I will not tell any police officer. So that is a, it's a, it's a mess when that tells you that there is no hope anymore now um, from from these communities. And it's, it's a, I, I don't know, um, we're losing communities, we're losing communities to, to, to gangs right now. And also, as we just said now, the minister is also not just inviting hope. Like we, we're just like you know, we're hopeless. That is what that is the message on the ground. Now people have lost hope and they do not know how they will deal with this because their relationship, their relationship between the police and the, and the community is not well. It as it, I think it's as it lowers. Um, I don't know if maybe in the 2000s or but I think now it's it's at lowest really. Definitely, confidence is really low, and um, uh, we can't blame community. We can't blame community, especially um, because what we are facing, oh my goodness, is, is something else. So, how many um, of the people that have been shot, especially in the case that happened in Kailicha, how many of them were directly involved? in the taxi industry, and how many were ordinary citizens, not even part of the taxi industry? Um, it's difficult to tell. Um, um, look, because also um, there is, even when you go to a house where they, they've they lost someone, um, they will, it's difficult to even say no. Um, our son was a gangster. Um, they will always say he was a nice person. So, but there are innocent people who have been caught in the crossfire between these shootings. Um, so we, we, we usually wait for the police to give us info on what they found on each of, of maybe who, who passed away. On each of the cases, they will then tell us that, okay, we have been, this person has been on our rider and we have this info on them and then this one. So there hasn't been that much information available now um, in, in, with regards to to this shooting. Also, what happened there, it's, it speaks to the level of crime in the area. You know, what happened before that killing of the six people, there was a lady that was actually fighting for her life after being stabbed. And the family was carrying, we were trying to carry her to, to the men so that, that they can ask for assistance. And then they had to drop the boat and run back because mm. they had these shots that that were happening. She sadly passed away too. And that's why um, some people are reporting that there were seven police shots. It was because this one was stabbed and then they had to drop it. That's how high the level of violence are in, in that place. It's very saddening, very, very saddening. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, today one of the reporters for uh, Al Jazeera, or journalist for Al Jazeera, was uh, shot dead. You, as a journalist covering these uh, um, massive stories in uh, the Western Cape, where there's just shootings and the crime is rife and gang uh, violence and taxi violence, how safe do you feel? It's it, it's it's actually it's one of those where you you try your best. You don't know how safe you are. You don't know if maybe they are onto you also, and maybe you. But um, you 
you just hope. You just hope because also um, you're not the first person to ask this question. Look, uh, the way South Africa is so unsafe, if a person would say now they want to kill you, there's nothing really that can stop them. I mean, because you are not aware that someone wants to kill you, so you won't be looking out for someone, but a person wants to kill you, he knows that, okay, I want to kill this person. There's nothing, not even the police can protect you because that's how unsafe the country has become. So we we, we live by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, I think we, I can say that. Well, uh, Velani, thank you so very much for joining us this evening, and may that grace continue to keep you and uphold you and all journalists and, and reporters in the Western Cape. Thank you. Thank you so much.